Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When was the last time your pet was excited about mealtime? Sure, they're always happy to eat, but I mean tail wagging, jumping up and down excited. Fresh Pet brings that joy daily to thousands of pet parents. It's simple. Fresh Pet uses only whole ingredients, gently steamed, cooked without preservatives, and refrigerated, like meat should be. Look for Fresh Pet in the fridge on the pet aisle or at FreshPet.com for home delivery options. Make meals exciting again. Fresh Pet. We're picky eater approved. During the month of April, shop the buy one, get one 50% off personal care sale. Happening now in the health and beauty aisles at Safeway. Shop select products like Dove Deep Moisture Gel Hand Wash, Tresemme Rich Moisture Shampoo with Vitamin E, Simple Kind to Skin Facial Cleansing Wipes, or Nexus Color Ensure Conditioner Salon Hair Care. And get them buy one, get one 50% off at Safeway. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local Safeway store for more great deals in the health and beauty aisles. He'll forget about the video game you gave him on his birthday. Wow! Thanks, Grandpa! But he'll never forget how you invested in his future with the UNEST app. Wow! Thanks, Grandpa! The UNEST app makes it easy for grandparents and family friends to give funds to a child's investment account that could be used for college tuition, their first home, and more. All you have to do is share a link. Start building your child's financial future today. Download the UNEST app from the App Store or Google Play Store. See terms and conditions at unest.co. Forgotten is a production of iHeartMedia and Unusual Productions. Before we start, this podcast contains accounts which some listeners will find disturbing. But without them, the story can't be fully understood. Please take care while listening. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Forgotten Women of Juarez, which we're releasing to coincide with International Women's Day. We also have some exciting news to share. This podcast is being adapted into Spanish, German, and Danish in partnership with our friends at Podimo. 
And we're honored that this story is reaching a global audience and continuing to spark important conversation. Because the story is not over. Femicides continue and families are still seeking justice. Here is Paula Flores. I want to keep denouncing my daughter's case, the injustice she suffered. I think that in some way it keeps her, her memory alive. I'll say too that when we're no longer here, she'll live on in, say, a documentary, a book. And that's where the memory of Sagrario will remain. Whenever I make a public presentation or go to an important meeting, I always first pray to God, then to Sagrario, help me find the words to express myself. But I always feel that, that my daughter is always with me. In this episode, we talk about memory and protest. And we have a conversation prompted by a question we received time and again from you, our audience. What can we do to help? I'm Osvaloshin. And I'm Monica Ortiz Uribe. This is Forgotten. The Women of Juarez. Voy a crear un canto para poder existir. Para mover la tierra, los hombres y sobrevivir. Yo no So, well, for a start, happy International Women's Day, Monica. Thank you, Uh, Oz. It does feel like an appropriate moment for us to be talking again. Yes, yes, likewise. I'm very glad that we are able to launch the Spanish version on this day. I remember this time last year, I went out, it was one of the last mass public events I went to before the COVID lockdowns was to this march on International Women's Day in Ciudad Juarez. And I remember just what an emotional moment it was, especially at the beginning of the march where some of the leaders of the protest, they were speaking the names of some of the women whose stories I've come to know very intimately into a bullhorn, into the crowd. Hearing their names, it it was just a very, very emotional moment um, and recognizing just how long this had gone on. And here we were yet again crying for justice for the same sorts of crimes, you know, 20 some years, almost 30 years after they first began in that city in Juarez. As sad as that moment was, I feel like that march you told me at the time kind of gave you a little bit of a boost of strength to carry on. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because my initial feelings and reaction to being at that march were sadness and grief. And then you see this younger generation of women um, who 
may not have even been born when the femicides first got noticed in Juarez. And they're energetic and they're angry. And so by the time we reached the final destination at the end of the march, I had a completely different feeling. I got a sense of empowerment there by the end of the march that each and every single one of us needs to keep going. I mean, I almost didn't come out here today. I decided about 45 minutes before the beginning of the march to come out. And um, I'm glad I did because I see so many familiar faces that have seen this tragedy play out just like me. And, and they're out here. They're out here. They're marching. They're fighting. They're protesting. What good does it do in the end? Ultimately, demonstrations like this bring women together, energize them, empower them. And those are skills that, and those are life-saving skills, potentially. When we come back, we talk about another journey, the journey of making this podcast. There's no sign of identity theft slowing down. And why should it? More than $14 billion were stolen from identity theft victims last year alone. To cybercriminals, it's a success story. To the rest of us, it's a wake-up call. Your personal info is in more places now than ever. And all that exposure can make it dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself by monitoring your identity and alerting you to threats you could miss on your own. If you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will be dedicated to your case and work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year by going to LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart for 25% off. Get into Safeway and look for the buy three, save $3 deals. This April, buy three select personal care items and save $3. Shop products like Pantene Volumizing Base Shampoo, Aussie Base All Forms Leave-In Hair Treatments, Aussie Miracle Moist Pump Conditioner, Hair Biology Volumizing Shampoo and Conditioner with Biotin, Full and Vibrant for Fine or Thin Hair, and Old Spice 2-in-1 Swagger. Buy three participating items and save $3. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for more great savings. What is Circle? First of all, it's a beautiful shape. It's consistent. A community. It's meant to be inclusive. The globe. At Circle, we build USDC, a digital dollar that's actually dollar-backed, one-to-one. We're building a future where money will travel at the speed of the internet for fractions of a penny. And no one will think about it because it will just be the way we work. Circle's the place where crypto meets stability, where local businesses meet global customers, and the U.S. dollar meets USDC. Visit circle.com slash podcast. Thinking about that sense of beginning in one emotional state Mm -hmm. and ending in another and going through a process, that, funny enough, also reminds me of of doing a podcast, very honestly. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we talked in the first episode about your hesitation to join the project, but then 
the idea of having the opportunity to present the story over the course of almost 10 hours versus in four minute increments on NPR, kind of getting you to the to the yes column. And I'm curious as to now with some months of distance, um, how you look back on the process, you know, where we ended up and yes. how did it all feel in the end? Um, well, the first word that comes to mind is cathartic. It's not often that a journalist gets to stop for any length of time, look back and reflect on a career. How all these four and a half minute stories ultimately connect and tell a bigger story about the region and about the world, how the world operates and how the world operating impacts this particular part of the world. This podcast gave me the opportunity to make that reflection. It made me a wiser human being. Um, it grounded me in a way that uh, I don't think a lot of journalists have the opportunity to to be grounded because you're just going from one story to the next story to the next, and you don't stop and step back and assess the, the wider scope of the work you've done. And why is that important? Well, um, it has a lot to do with, with feeling grounded as a professional and as a human being. Look back, where did you come from? And it helps you decide maybe where you want to go, what's most important to you in, in life. It, and it's not just about work, going on to the next assignment. That kind of reflection I consider a gift. And I hope, I wish that more journalists are given that opportunity. It's, it's crucial. It's critical. When you ask me about takeaways from doing this podcast, I mean, one of the takeaways is learning how to manage the effects of trauma. One of the things I've, I've learned as a journalist, too, is that eventually it will catch up with you. And when it does, the last thing you should do is try to shove it down and, and ignore it. Um, mm. Rather, you've got to find a way to manage it. And one of those ways is to talk about it. And Paula told us a similar version of the same thing, that uh, repeating her, her daughter's story was not only a way to keep her memory alive, but it was also a kind of therapy for her and that she's taking this weight that she carries it and vocalizing it, putting it out off her shoulders and out into the world. And it also feels like an action, like a, like a sort of activism, as mm. long as it's continuing to, to denounce this injustice. One of the more gratifying experiences of the podcast for me was when you interviewed Paula's granddaughter in El Paso. Yeah. And she said, what did she say to you? Well, um, Paula's uh, granddaughter is uh, bilingual. She's fluent in both English and Spanish. And so she was just about the only one in the Gonzalez Flores family who was able to listen to the English version of our podcast as it was coming out last year. And so, you know, I somewhat nervously shared a link to the series so that she could listen. And I asked her, please, please tell me what you think. Don't hold back. One of the thoughts she shared was that she felt like she was getting to know her aunt, Sagrario, in a way she hadn't before, in a way that her family hadn't shared with her previously, and 
felt a connection to, felt like an intimacy with that she didn't have before. That alone to me was um, humbling and special. I knew about my aunt and I knew like who she was, but I didn't actually like feel like I knew her. And there was a point in the podcast where I was, I was like, oh my God, like she was a person, like she was a living being and just felt like she was real rather than just like somebody that they told me about. How does granddaughter's reaction saying that she felt like she knew her aunt better having listened to our podcast, that's essentially the mission statement of why we're doing this show in Spanish. Yes, it gets to the heart of why. Um, from the very beginning, I was very adamant that we also do a, a Spanish adaptation of this podcast. Why? Because so many storytellers have come to Juarez, many of them from outside of Mexico, outside of Juarez, to tell the stories of these missing and murdered women. And oftentimes the final project isn't in Spanish. So it's not something that these families who made a huge emotional investment in the project can ultimately listen to and judge. So this is why it was very important to me that uh, we give them that opportunity in, in this particular podcast, that we produce it in Spanish so that they could listen and judge for themselves. You told me when you were working with the host of the Spanish version, there was a moment where you had this almost moment of goosebumps yes. or something. So I'm yes, curious to hear yes, about that. Yes, so, um, so we have a, a European podcasting company called Podimo that has graciously stepped up to do these trilingual adaptations of, of Forgotten. One of the hosts of the Spanish podcast, um, as I was reading up and trying to learn about who she was, to my surprise... I read that she was the editor of none other than Sergio González Rodríguez, who investigated the femicides in Juárez alongside Diana Washington Valdez. Wow. So she has a very, she has a direct and intimate link to this story. She was there. She was editing Sergio's story, reporting from the cotton fields that we discuss in episode four. Wow. He was in the cotton fields reporting along, alongside Diana Washington Valdez and uh, Rosana Fuentes Berain was his editor. And she's also the co-host of the Spanish adaptation of Forgotten. And yes, that absolutely gave me goosebumps when when I learned of it. And who's our other host in Spanish? The other host is another badass female journalist. Her name is Sandra Romandia. And Sandra is an investigative journalist uh, in Mexico who, like me, grew up near the U.S.-Mexico border, only uh, she grew up on the south side in the state of Sonora. Mm -hmm. And Sandra, I mean, she's done tremendous things in her career, including uh, writing a best-selling book on narcos in Mexico City. She's done phenomenal work exposing corruption, um, including a story that got some public housing officials fired after the 2017 earthquake in Mexico City. I also want to mention that the German and Danish versions have hosts who are no slouches either. Um, <laughs> in Denmark, the host is going to be Anne Kortsen, who is an award-winning journalist who is well known for her work on how misogyny affects politics in Denmark. And in Germany, there are two hosts, uh, 
Dutsen Tekal and Leila Yanissa. Uh, Dutsen has reported on sexual violence perpetrated against Yazidi women by ISIS. And Leila has done a lot of work on violence against migrant women in Germany. So even the hosts who are working on this podcast, I think, demonstrate how this podcast is both very specific to a certain region, but also connects to this kind of global women's movement. Yes, universal. It's universal, sadly, the experience of women around the world. I'm glad that there are that there are strong women behind behind these adaptations. One of the other big questions that kept coming was what's happening now? Do the femicides continue? Yes. And you were obviously on the ground and I'm wondering how you answered that question. Yes, yes. Well, um to be perfectly transparent, I have spent hardly any time in Juarez uh, since the pandemic began. So I haven't been there on the ground um, myself to get a a close-up sense of what is happening in Juarez. But I do keep up with news reports there and with colleagues who are working there. And what I can tell you is that Juarez right now is experiencing what appears to be yet another wave of drug violence. Like we, not, not unlike the wave we experienced 10 years ago in which women were missing and and later turned up in clandestine graves. Right now, there is a lot of drug violence happening in Juarez. It appears, again, to be a dispute between warring drug cartels. And 2020 closed with roughly 1,600 murders. And 182 of those murders were women, um, ten of them were underage. Now, are the same serial sexual murders that we discuss in the series happening in Juarez? Um, the truth is, I'm not entirely sure. What I do know is that I'm seeing reports of individual cases that sound that have every indication that they are femicides. I've read reports of women being murdered in Juarez last year, who turned up with their hands uh, tied behind their backs, having been killed by strangulation, um, found wrapped in a blanket, tossed on a street, um, showing signs of torture and sexual assault. So femicide absolutely persists in Ciudad Juarez. It continues. And not only in Juarez, but throughout Mexico. There was a very intense article uh, published early last year in Harper's Magazine looking at uh, femicide in El Estado de Mexico, the state of Mexico, which is the state that surrounds the capital, Mexico City, and the rise of femicide there. In 2020, um, there were 940 femicides uh, nationwide in Mexico. And so it very much continues to be a serious problem throughout the country and, and in Juarez as well. Which brings us to the next question, which is, what can we do? Yeah, what can we do? My goodness. You know, it's a very, very complex 
question to answer. After our series concluded, um, a lot of people asked me, well, what companies should I be boycotting because they've got a factory in Juarez? And my goodness, I wish it were that simple, but it's not. And uh, the reason being is that, uh, you know, these these companies make up the guts of things, um, components of of things inside our car, in our washing machine, in our our smartphone. And few have recognizable names. There's a few, of course, whose names that we recognize who have factories in Juarez, Boeing, General Electric, Johnson & Johnson. Foxconn has a plant in Juarez that makes Dell laptops. But the point is, it's it's very tough to boycott the things that they make. Um, You can't exactly rip out the electric harness in your car, which (laughs) very likely was assembled in Juarez. You can't easily boycott energy generated by wind turbines whose blades were made in Juarez. And um, you could choose not to use the Wi-Fi in the Dallas Cowboys stadium, but that's not going to better the conditions for the workers who assemble the cables that make that Wi-Fi possible. So, you know, this is why I say it's so complex. It's more about rejecting the economic systems that exploit people all around the world. And how do you do that? I mean, this 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 has to do with larger policy decisions. And how do you influence that? Well, that is somewhat simple um, at the ballot box. Yeah. It's interesting. I have another podcast called Sleepwalkers, which is about technology and society and our interaction with technology. One of the most interesting insights that came out of that podcast is that the big technology companies train us to think as consumers, not as citizens. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, if if price and convenience are the two um <laughs> the two key drivers of decision making, we end up with very, very, very powerful corporations and uh very weak Democracy, in other words, sometimes, you know, we need to make harder choices, but it's not really fair to expect us to make those as individuals. One of the guests on uh, on Sleepwalkers was Yuval Noah Harari, who wrote a book called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. And he said, the most important thing you can do is, is to organize, is whether it's a group of five or 10 or 20 people, just get together, set a common cause and begin to think about steps that you can take towards that cause. I couldn't agree more, Oz. I couldn't agree more. Um, Yes, this this collective activism. And that was one of the things that, regrettably, we didn't get into in, in the podcast series are the stories, the countless stories of brave and committed activists who gave voice to the injustices happening in in Ciudad Juarez. And that's the kind of activism that is lacking and that is necessary to create change, whether it's in Mexico or in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world. And we've forgotten that because, as you say, we've become better consumers than citizens. And we need to work as a country to change that to switch to switch back to becoming better citizens for the sake of our democracy we have all witnessed the ill effects of of a deteriorating democracy and i think we should use that as fuel to fortify it to take the actions necessary to fortify our democracy 
After the break, we discuss the timelessness of this story and the importance of continuing to speak out. Head into Safeway and look for the buy three, save $3 deals. This April, buy three select personal care items and save $3. Shop products like Pantene Volumizing Base Shampoo, Aussie Base All Forms Leave-In Hair Treatments, Aussie Miracle Moist Pump Conditioner, Hair Biology Volumizing Shampoo and Conditioner with Biotin, Full and Vibrant for Fine or Thin Hair, and Old Spice 2-in-1 Swagger. Buy three participating items and save $3. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for more great savings. What is Circle? First of all, it's a beautiful shape. It's consistent. A community. It's meant to be inclusive. The globe. At Circle, we build USDC, a digital dollar that's actually dollar-backed, one-to-one. We're building a future where money will travel at the speed of the internet for fractions of a penny, and no one will think about it because it will just be the way we work. Circle's the place where crypto meets stability, where local businesses meet global customers, and the U.S. dollar meets USDC. Visit circle.com slash podcast. Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from our Health Discovered podcast. In this special episode, we'll hear about living a fulfilling life with chronic heart failure, a condition that doesn't have to be as scary as it sounds. I was outside shoveling snow and I noticed I was coughing up phlegm. Unbeknownst to me, I left a trail of blood behind me and I was one sign. Now, of course, prior to, I was excessively gaining weight. I had issues breathing, uh, sleep apnea. I had a lot of those classic signs. My legs were beginning to retain fluid and I was having heart palpations. Uh, My heart would beat, you know, really excessively fast. And so, but ultimately it was when that occurred that I thought something was seriously wrong. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And in terms of more specific things that people can do, yes, like what, yes. Where, where do we fall on that? Okay, yes, there are certainly more practical things that we can do, um, and a few of those on on my list. Um, you know, first and foremost is to stop consuming illegal drugs from Mexico. There's no two ways about it. If you purchase drugs from Mexico or if you purchase drugs and you don't know where the hell they're coming from, you have blood on your hands. Another thing that we can't do directly, but we can, it, it's also a policy related uh, solution, is to enact the sort of gun regulation that makes it more difficult to smuggle weapons across the border, which are used by drug cartels to enforce their own laws and fortify their business. The majority of weapons and arms that are used in drug violence in Mexico are coming from the United States. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you think of the Second Amendment, the free flow of guns from the U.S. to Mexico contributes directly to the violence and mayhem there. And, you know, a a third thing I, I would mention, and it's a very simple thing you can do every day, is to stop using 
sexist language. This is something, again, that we do on a, on a daily basis and we don't even think about it. We're so numb to it. Phrases like, I'm going to use expletives here, but motherfucker, son of a bitch, uh, calling someone a pussy. In Spanish, it would be things like chinga tu madre or puta madre. These are phrases that imply violence against women and, and they're insulting to women and they label women as, as weaker beings and it validates violence and mistreatment against women and this overall sense that women are inferior or less than human. Which brings us to a quote that you shared with me from a book you've been reading, which I think once again speaks to the timelessness of this story, which points from the specific to the universal. Would you mind sharing it with us? Yeah, so I want to share that after we finished uh, the series, I felt compelled to pick up a book by a writer named Nina McLaughlin. And the book is called Wake Siren, Ovid Resung. And it's a retelling of Ovid's metamorphoses from the voices of the women in those stories, um, many of whom were the victims of, of violence. And as I'm reading these tales, you know, all I could think of was, my God, these, these tales are 2,000 years old, and this has been happening since the beginning of time. And it wasn't just the violence against women that struck me, but it was the power imbalance between the gods and the mortals. Because the gods were just as fallible as humans, but their power goes unchecked. And therein lies the problem back then, and therein lies the problem today. Right. Another thing that struck me about this book was during one of our interviews, Paula told me that she looks up at the night sky and sees her daughter in the stars. And she believes that all of the murdered women have become constellations. And of course, in Metamorphoses, there's the story of Callisto, um, who's raped by a god, and she and her son become two constellations in the sky, the big bear and the little bear. And Paula remembers learning about this constellation as a, as a kid in school. So that, that connection was somewhat eerie and moving at the, at the same time. I've always associated the stars with my daughter. I've always said that my daughter is one of those stars that's always shining brightly. You know how we look up at constellations like the Great Bear and the Lesser Bear? Those we learned about in school? I still look for them. And I think that all the girls who have been murdered are connected to the stars. That one of those stars could be my daughter. Toward the end of... Nina's book, she retells another story, um, the story of the sirens. And you'll remember that these are the women who supposedly lure men to their deaths with their irresistible song. And they're portrayed as these monsters. But what's less known is that originally the sirens were three young women who were searching for their missing friend, um, a young goddess who was kidnapped and raped by the king of the underworld. And these girls, one day, they were out picking flowers and singing in the meadow when their friend was snatched away. 
And in Nina's version, the the sirens continue to sing after the loss of their friend. And so she writes this in the voice of the sirens. She writes, Do our harmonies haunt and vise the mind, pressing out all sense? Do men sometimes leap from their boats and try to swim to where our voices are? Oh, sister, yes, they do. Is it our fault or our intention? Oh, sister, it is not. We sing a song of consequence. We sing a song of cost. They know it so and call us monsters. Then she continues a few lines later. Now sing, oh sister, sing and sing and sing. We'll join our voices in the chorus and the sound will rise like bells, like wind, like strings, like prayer, the song that's yours to sing. Louder, louder, you'll see. And if the song doesn't land and light the dark, sister, keep singing your song, holy, consequential, true. So, so why why do I share this with you, Oz? I guess at the, at the beginning of the series, I didn't think that I could sing this song again, sing sing the story of this song again. And in fact, I I still have my doubts. I doubt it all the time whether I can continue singing this song that's been sung for thousands of years now since the beginning of time. It's exhausting um, for for all of us. But reading this passage in Nina's book um, reminds me that absolutely we must continue singing. We must continue denouncing the injustice. And as Nina writes, it's a song that's holy. It's a song that's consequential. And it's a song that's true. Mm. So beautifully put, Monica, and it puts me back in mind of that. International Women's Day march that you attended yes. this time last year. Yes, yes, it, it, that's precisely that's precisely the feeling I had at the end of the march, and it's precisely the feeling that uh, that I had after reading Nina's book. And it's something that we need a constant reminder of. We need to keep singing. We need to keep denouncing. We need to keep finding the sources of fuel to continue to do so. You can listen to Forgotten Women of Juarez now in Spanish on the Podimo app. And from March 22nd, it will be available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Olvidadas, Las Muertas de Juarez.
Forgotten, The Women of Juarez is co-hosted by me, Monica Ortiz Uribe. And me, Osvaloshin. Forgotten is executive produced by me and Mangesh Hatikida. This episode was mixed by Jessica Kreinchich. The production coordinator is Lindsay Hoffman. And the supervising producer, Julian Weller. Special thanks to Eva Lexgar of Podimo and Carrie Lieberman of iHeart for the passion and commitment to making these multi-language adaptations possible. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Erick, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. I started Madison Reed to give you the most gorgeous hair color made with ingredients you could feel good about. Are you tired of drugstore hair color? You deserve better. Spring is here and the forecast calls for your best hair color ever. Upgrade to salon quality hair color that nourishes and improves the condition of your hair without any harsh odors. It's easily done at home and we deliver it to your door. Plus, our hair color matching technology makes picking the right color easy, fast, and accurate. For a limited time, new clients get 15% off plus free shipping on your first online order. Visit madison-reed.com forward slash promo. Take our online color quiz to find your perfect shade. That's madison-reed.com forward slash promo. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. Is there anything better than a great night's sleep? Lisa's award-winning mattresses are here to make that a reality. Rated the New York Times top pick four years running, Lisa offers free shipping and a risk-free 100-night trial. And right now, you can save up to $700 on select mattresses, plus two free pillows. It's time to get the sleep you deserve with Lisa. Exclusion supply. Visit lisa.com for more details. That's l-e-e-s-a.com. Imagine what your dog would tell you if they could talk. More treats. With Canine Health Check, your dog's genes can speak to you. Canine Health Check screens for over 250 genetic diseases and more. Just swab, send the sample, and wait two weeks or less for results. We offer genetic screening for dogs that has been developed by expertly trained veterinarians and PhD geneticists, so you can trust that your results are of the highest quality and accuracy. Visit CanineHealthCheck.com and get 30% off with code IHEART. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.